Welcome to Listen Local Lounge at Satellite, a musical talk show hosted by me, Catherine Beeks, and produced and co-hosted by producer, guitar shredder, drummer, singer, and song crafter, known and loved in folk scenes everywhere, but equally, dare I say more, at home on stage melting faces with his original rock music performed with incredible musicians, his pals known as The Band, all while still taking time off from touring to help you achieve your musical dreams at his badass studio in Kearney Mesa. Everyone, please rise. It's Jeff Berkeley. Wow. That was a good one, huh? And everybody stood up. They that did. That is so amazing. Thank you Thank guys you for all. listening wow. and following directions. People at home are standing right now. The show is made possible with support from our sponsors and subscribers. Thank you to those 66 fabulous folks. Become one today for as little as two bucks a month at patreon.com slash listen local radio. And you'll get instant access to video performances of these sessions and so much more. Shout out to our main sponsor, Squeeze Satellite. And thank you, Jeff and Amelia, and all the folks here at Satellite who make this show go. Welcome, everybody. Wow. Jeff Berkeley, look who our guests are. I oh, know. Boy. We have some we have some amazing San Diego groove hounds legend in, in this place tonight. Groove hound and legend. Well, it's legend Bart Mendoza, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. I don't know about that, but I'll take it. Sure. And what sitting the right next to him. <laughs> It's Josh Weinstein. Wow, left off My first all time getting to meet Josh. Hi, Josh. Great to meet you, Kathy. So Thanks happy for, to have you for here. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So uh, as we do here on the show, we start off by asking you each uh, to introduce yourself. Tell us where you are from originally, where you live now, and what it is you do, including music and hobbies and work. Let's see, they're arguing as to who's going to go first. Oh, yeah, you're not worthy. I'm not worthy. You're not worthy. Yeah, it's all good. Um, I'm Bart Mendoza. <laughs> I'm a native San Diegan, born here in 1962, approximately. I, I've heard. Uh, I wasn't there. Um, and I've been covering music uh, since the 80s, basically, um, San Diego Union Tribune, San Diego Reader, Troubadour, also writing for magazines overseas because I'm bilingual, so that kind of helps out a little bit. Nice. And I've been playing in San Diego bands since uh, the late 70s. Manual Scan in the 80s, The Shambles in the 90s, True Stories Now. <clears throat> also work with a lot of uh, record labels, Capital, Motown, etc. over the years. And um, basically I'm involved in music at all levels in San Diego. That's basically what it comes down to. That's it. That you do that. That's it's seven days a week. I don't go to the movies. I don't watch TV. I don't. And basically, music is my life. So I'm involved with the music awards. Yep. I'm involved with uh, Beatles Fair. Yep. Was involved with Art Around Adams and and just basically anything that people need help in musically in San Diego and beyond. I will be happy to help. And you are fair and inclusive. Oh, absolutely. I, I, mean, I, I kind of, wa I really wanted to be, this is for everybody. Yeah. And we have a, our uh, family, uh, sorry, our music scene in San Diego has been considered family for a long time. And yeah. there's a reason for that yeah. because we all support each other, and help each other out. Yeah. This show itself is a, is, you know, basically endemic of that. You know, you and Jeff have helped out so many people over the years and heck Josh has too. He's helped me out many times over the years, whether it's a ride to Nam or playing with my band or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, everybody nice. here is like that. And that's a big part of it. So yes, inclusive, inclusivity is a big part yeah. of it. Yeah. We love you for that, Bart. Thank you. Absolutely. And you're being very humble, Bart, I as mean, well. You know, totally. You, 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 you've been a lot to San Diego. He, Bart's an amazing San Diego music historian. Oh, thank That's you. That's the funnest part about sitting sitting around hanging out with Bart is well, that you can get into a conversation about, you know, uh, we were talking about Rio's. Yes, yes. The venue, which a lot of people wouldn't even flash on, but it's down there kind of uh, uh, well, near Obi. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we're getting older, and one of my concerns is where are all these artifacts, where is the knowledge going to go when, right. when certain people are gone? I mean, Jeff's got a store of knowledge that nobody else has. Yeah. When he's gone, hopefully many decades from now, that will be lost. And so part of my big project over the next two years is to get as much of this information down. Yeah. And so there's going to be a series of books that are basically... Um, nice. Basically, they're almost school books about San Diego music. And the first one will be out at the end of this year, and it covers 35 bands and their visits to San Diego. So it's everything from David Cassidy and the Monkees oh, to the man. Beatles and Stones. And every anecdote, there's all kinds of stories in there. There's a great one about Jeff opening for America in there. Feathers? <laughs> Feathers, is it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, so really, all those kinds of anecdotes yeah. and stories, you know, the who at Jack in the Box over in Marina <laughs> Boulevard, all that stuff's in there. That's right. And uh, that the first one's going to be National Touring Acts. The second one's going to start the San Diego band. So Rocket from the Crypt, Beat Farmers, Penetrators, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Oh, we'll, cool. we'll be dealing with that. Mm. I also want to point out that Ray Brandis wrote a really good book about the local scene a few years back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the name right now, but you should check that yeah. out, Ray Brandis's book. Yeah. But anyway, that has been a big part of my uh, life the last couple of years is kind of condense my own collections down and try to figure out what's, what's going to go in these books. Yeah. I think people will be happy. 500 copies, limited edition, because oh, wow. I don't know I don't know how many people are really going to be interested in all this stuff, but certainly if you're a fan of the Who, Elton John Stones, whatever, yeah. this book is going to be really cool. How cool. Lots of pictures. Wow, too. that beautiful. was a segue. I didn't even mean to give you a segue there. Well, I mean, hey, to, that was beautiful. You, you know, you got to take these opportunities while you got them. You I know? think I got it's a camera time to run for Bart. I know. Run for Bart. And I was, I was one of those kids following manual scan around you would play at all the VFW halls and Carpenters yeah. halls available in San Diego. We played everywhere. Yeah, hey, our first gig did. was Mary Star of the Sea Church in La Jolla. Yes, of we went for the unusual was. venues right away. Yeah. Right, and the Basically. Telltale Hearts you were talking about. Oh yeah, Telltale Hearts. Yeah, what a great band! Oh, no, I mean, I'd yes. love to see them back together Wouldn't again with Mike cool? Stacks. Oh wow! Yeah, all those so bands good. in the early '80s, you know, they really meant something, and they toured and they put out records, so they still mm -hmm. matter. Absolutely. You know, you go to Europe and Gravedigger Five, Tilted Hearts, The Unknowns, all those bands are really, really respected. Anyone, yeah. you know, because all the records were reissued over there. Mm -hmm. So um, very, very collectible. I know I've got people calling me right now, willing to pay two hundred dollars for a Mark DeSerbel single from '76. Oh, wow. oh, I say, I say, go for it. Yes. Oh, I mean, if I had them, absolutely. Mark, Don't tell me. <laughs> There's a lot of collectors <laughs> trying to get the stuff because San, yeah. uh, records from San Diego from the uh, pre-1990 are called literally gold. They're, they're gold dust. Whoa. Yeah, they're all worth a lot of money. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's pretty weird, but that's because they were small press. They didn't sell a lot of copies, and they were limited to San Diego. Well, now the bands are on a global level. Right. Everybody knows who Mike Stacks is now mm -hmm. worldwide, Ugly Things, et cetera. Sure. So everybody wants those records, and it's going to cost you two, $300 now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, anyway, amazing. sorry, I got I got us off on We're a side We're just so track. lucky it's, to have it's, you. It's as nice a, to have yeah. both of you guys yeah. here. Today. Oh, well, thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. But you know, I mean, I got to tell you, I mean, um, there's a massive amount of talent in San Diego. I'd say more than anywhere else on the planet. Of course, I would say that. Um, but it's it's really a lot of people like Josh here. Exactly, who, perfect uh, example play with a lot of different people and are just so giving with their time and abilities. Mm -hmm. I mean, Josh has played with Manual Scan. And I mean, that to of me, course. that's huge. Yeah, me so too. That's, that's, that's really, really cool. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that. Now I have yeah. to pay him more to be in yes, my Yes, that's why I mentioned I didn't yeah. even realize that was on your resume. Yeah. I was a Manual Scan drummer. I have a button that says yeah. so. Oh, we're we're uh, Eskimo brothers. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll rub noses later. Okay, right. right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Bart. Sure. Uh, Josh. Yeah, I should have let. I should have gone first. I should have taken him <laughs> up. And, you know, like, no. uh, well, I, I'm uh, from New York originally. I okay. came out here in uh, 2009, and um, uh, yeah, happy to talk to you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, I, I will. I will co-sign that um, a, a very unique feature of San Diego's music community is how close knit 
that that it is as Absolutely. as people. In New York, you it's a job. You go play, and yeah. maybe if you're in a softball league, you'll see guys outside the you know outside a job. But when you come here, a hundred percent of my friend circle is people I play music with, mm-hmm. and it's that's really unique about San Diego yeah, for sure. Indeed. Yeah. So, Josh, what do you do in life? What are your things? What uh, what I, makes you tick? I um. I work as a musician. Okay. I, I uh, everything I do is music related. Mm-hmm. I write I write songs and I work as a sideman for others. If I'm lucky enough, it'll it's Bart sometimes. Yeah, I'm I'm in Jeff's band. Yeah, uh, uh, I play in a, you know a fair number of uh, of other uh, situations. Okay, uh, I write music. I came out here as a songwriter. Okay, um, I also teach uh, college and I teach private lessons. Okay, uh, I do some songwriting coaching and that kind of thing. But, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, you're a father as well. I am dad to uh, Solo and Annabelle, sixteen and thirteen. Nice. Uh, that's the best thing I've you know I've gotten to do for sure. Yeah. yeah. Any trouble balancing family life and music life? Uh, no, they can they can they can suck an egg. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, I mean, so you oh, know, I read that parenting book. Too. That's <laughs> yeah. why you're one. I yeah. know that. One. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think actually, I'd uh, be curious to talk to Bart and to you and and Jeff about this. Although Kibri is here, so maybe I can't talk to you about mm, this. But she's she's cool. She okay. doesn't listen to anything I okay. say. No, she's too um, You know, I do think we're in a unique world because we do this thing that looks like we're not doing something a lot of the time yeah like it's a thing that some people just go wander over and do if they're bored and we do we're bored professionally we have to go wander (laughs) over and and go do that and we need the the space to do it and so i think i think relationships with with us are you know are not easy for whoever gets gets into them for sure very very true um Actually, everyone that's uh, you know that I'm in relationships with is really, really happy and, and totally fulfilled with me. <laughs> oh, she's in the room now. <laughs> she just kind of. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. My kids, no. for, uh, my kids, actually, funny enough, uh, mom's a musician too, so they they have a little bit of context for the fact that sometimes, even though we're there, we're not there. Right. Um, and you know they wouldn't know what to do if we if we went drove off at eight in the morning and came back at six thirty at night they, yeah. they'd be confused by that life yeah. so that that yeah. part's lucky. That's nice. true. Yeah, Your family gets used to what you do pretty quickly and it becomes nothing to them. Oh, I'm going to be playing the sports right now. All right, see ya. Right. Yeah. 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 But is the trash taken out? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> no. left for us to come when we get well, home. Well, don't that's go to good. the fucking sports arena until you take the fucking trash out. That's what your family should be. Yeah. Because it's true. Once if if you end up getting lucky enough to play like a sports arena every night, it can go to your head really quick is what I understand. (laughs) So it's nice to have someone telling you you're nothing and to go take out the trash every once in a while. Kids are very good at that, yes. Yeah, they they make you feel like that that eye roll, I don't know where they get that, but it's a magical like eye roll thing that they can just immediately make you feel stupid. It's so, (laughs) it's good, it's good for us. If you can picture like pitch space, Uh, that they track with their eyes, mm-hmm. it makes it way more tolerable to have. Uh, if you go, oh, <laughs> oh, sure, like a yeah, wave, exactly, uh-huh. yeah. well, we, or like yeah. fireworks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, that's thank you. Oh, yes. yeah, like be impressed. By exactly. Sure. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, Bart Mendoza, what, when did you get into journalism, and why? Like, what year was that? Okay. Um, <clears throat> most of the stuff I've gotten into has been completely by accident because somebody didn't do something. Okay. So journalism <laughs> was, and this is, I've told the story before. Um, I got a call at three o'clock in the morning one night, uh, and the guy says, Hey, uh, Mr. Mendoza, do you have your article ready? I don't know who this is. And I'm like, I have no idea who you are, what you're talking about. Yeah. And he says, She screwed us again. 
and hung up. <laughs> so I called him back and said, uh, you know, what's, uh, what's this about? And he says, do you know so-and-so? And I said, yeah, I know that is you. She told us that you would write this feature. And I said, um, that's the first I'm hearing about it. He goes, well, I'm sorry to bother you. It's like three in the morning. Mm. I'm sorry to bother you. And I said, well, what do you need? And he said, um, I need a list of 20 of the best Christmas singles of the last 50 years. And I said, yeah, no problem. Give me an hour. And he's like, really? And I go, yeah. And he go, I go, when do you need it? He goes, now. And I said, so I wrote it real quick. And that eventually, that quickly made me the uh, um, culture editor at Access Magazine. Okay. I pretty much walked right into that. Wow. Um, and then I started writing for, okay, and I guess I can tell the story now because it's been long enough, but I started working for D-Town downtown, Rex Edlund's mag uh, newspaper. And that was big on music history. And so I covered all of that. And I was doing it for free oh. as, a, uh, as a favor. He's a good friend of mine. Sure. And I had nothing to do. So I just go down there and just type endlessly for a couple of hours and go, here, you're running that. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, while I was sitting there one day, the, the San Diego Union Tribune called and said, we want to hire your entertainment guy. And uh, we'll pay you double whatever you'll pay him double whatever it is you're paying him. And I'm listening on the other line, going like, I, "What do we do?" And so we made up a figure, and it ended up being a bit more than certain other writers got. Um, and uh, they gave it to me, and so that's how I became a writer. It was all just smoke and mirrors, that's and just amazing. like I just walked into it. But that's also how I started working for the labels too. Um, a lot of the uh, the bands that would come through town, I mean, if it was Paul McCartney or Elton John, everybody wants to go. But if it's Vixen and Iron Maiden, not so much. Yeah. Um, and at the time, bands like Heart, nobody wanted to see. So the uh, label reps from Motown Capital, et cetera, started calling me up going, hey, you know, I've got uh, Heart coming to Sports Arena. Would you mind putting up some posters? We don't want to drive down. And then later on, I'd be like, well, can you introduce the band to the radio winners? Little by little. And after about six months of doing this, the guy just said, you need a paycheck. And that's how I started working for Capitol Records. Right. And from there, everybody from Richard Branson to Terry Ellis with Chrysalis Records would contact me and go, we're putting on a party here and you need to take care of this. And I'd, I'd help out where I could. Yeah. So a lot of it, uh, a lot of what's happened to me is opportunities that were created because other people didn't do what they were supposed to do. Okay. So I always okay. recommend to people, keep an eye out for stuff like that and be willing to do something like a seven hour classical records inventory at Tower Records because eventually it will pay off. Yeah. You know, so that, that's, that's, that's only That's only three records. So. Yeah, now. <laughs> now, but yeah, I mean, I, I lived at Tower Records for, for years before I started doing inventories there. But yeah, doing a classical inventory at Tower Records, you'd rather, you know, have your teeth pulled out slowly. It's, it, was, it was brutal. But, you know, then you'd be at the Queen concert or you'd be at whatever else, and that more than made up for it. Right. And I got to be in a lot of uh, interesting places and meet a lot of people over the years. It's been really, really kind of cool. Nice. Um, Josh, you're, you mentioned you're being a sideman. Who are the bands that you play with? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's often different, you okay. know, week to week, but so I play with Jeff. I play with, uh, Lauren Lee, who's a singer. Yeah. I play with, uh, Josh Taylor and his band, The Unseen. I don't know if he might've been, he yeah, might've done absolutely. this. Absolutely. Um, uh, I play in a, an event band called the Lucky Devils Band. Okay. Um, I often work with, a uh, you know, in duos, um, Guy named Christian Taylor. I just did some great oh, yeah. with. I play in a '90s band called the Big Lewinsky. Oh, nice. Um, uh, Joe uh, Joe Carrillo. I play with him. Yeah. Uh, I'm worried that I'm going to forget somebody I play with all the time. Do you play with Pink Freud ever? Uh, yeah, Pink Freud. There yeah, I'm their yeah. keyboard player. Uh, uh, good. Thank you for that. Um, and how do you juggle your calendar? Like, if someone just first come first serve. Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, and I uh, uh, I would be happy. If that drive away at eight and come back at 
midnight job was gigs all day long. Yeah. I, I do not ever feel tired. Every gig is my favorite gig. Nice. Yeah. yeah I, I really cool. feel that every time I get to play a gig, that's, that's going to be my favorite gig. Wow. And, um, uh, you know, some people doubles are a lot. I'd be, I'd be completely happy playing five gigs a day. Wow. Anyone who's ever seen Josh will absolutely bear that out as yep. the truth. It's it, it is. I've been, I've been the last in like four gigs for him. Like my, mine was the last gig of the day for yeah. him, and he shows up with more energy than I have, and I didn't even have four gigs mm. that day. That's great. And he also puts on an amazing show, and is always right there for the audience, completely available. Mm. I mean, from the stage as a performer, you're always there. <clears throat> Right on it, man. It's, well, let's it's, throw in some more praise, too. He yeah, always does his homework. I mean, the man comes the prepared. Homework, that's yeah. Wow, yeah. As no, a musician, knows, that's huge. He yeah. knows what every key on the keyboard does. Even the black ones? <laughs> no. no, he can use especially, some of them. Especially the black ones. And he can use some of them together. He can put a, push them down at the same time, and they create a chord. There, so there's, this, there's this thing, though, that... Um, uh, in Middle Eastern music, they call it the tarab, where where the the goal is this transcendence that happens between musicians and the audience that can't happen except for that exact moment, and that to me is what the what music is. Mm. It's this thing that didn't exist until those exact yeah. people were in that exact moment together, yep. Yep. and it won't exist when they're together next time. It'll be a new thing that right. didn't exist, but it won't be that thing. Yeah, you know that's uh, that's actually why I don't tape or record or any of that stuff my own gigs. Because to me, it's that moment and that's it. If somebody else does it, great, no problem. Sure. But I won't because it literally is that yeah. and that's, you should have been there. I'm sorry. And you don't want to get stuck in that next time by listening back going, oh, I should mm. do that thing I did that right, one night. Because right. it'll never work the same way it did. Mm. Yeah, I rarely ever remember things in the same line. Yeah, you know, it's just too. Well, that's just the weed part. That's, yeah, that, that's true. That's me and you got the same infliction there. Affliction. Infliction. Infliction. I just trademarked Jeff Berkeley. Infliction. Infliction. That sounds my... like a George Clooney movie that I'm not going to understand. No, right. Not until the third sequel. Exactly. <laughs> when Keanu Reeves is in there. Yeah. Yeah. He's in there. Well, I Wait. have yet to see you perform live, so will uh, you do me the honor of playing us a song, and um, can you tell us a little about the song while I set up our cameras? Uh, sure, sure, sure. So um, uh, I, this, this one's called Jesus of Neverland, and it's, uh, it'll end up being the title track of uh, the album that I'm working on now. I'm saying that, Jeff, to make it true. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have it recorded, so yeah. I don't yeah, know what, how else more true or it could now be. It's, now it's got to exist. That came, that came to me that it might be a good title for that collection of songs. I like that. That massive collection of songs. I think that's good. Yeah. You yeah. can talk me out of it later. We can dub in a, a new thing that I say mm -hmm. there. Okay. Okay. Hey, I want to point out as well that Josh did a, uh, a great Tom Waits uh, show at the Museum of Making Music a few years mm -hmm. back. That was yeah. phenomenal. I'm not surprised. Uh, the, whoever videotaped the event was specifically uh, uh, put off by whatever I did because have you seen the video no, of that event? It goes, performer, 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 <laughs> the tip of my nose as I entered stage oh, oh, no. and then the edge of my butt as I left the stage. Oh, no. And then per <laughs> performer, performer, I get performer. it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in that. I've had that photographer this, as well a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. That's sure. Right. Uh-oh. All right. We're going to, I'm just, I'm not going to touch it. I will, I will come to it. It'll be a metaphor in that. And when she lies, she leaves you reeling. And when she's caught, she condescends. And when she's high, she calls her friends. And when she's not, the evening ends. Work 
work my fingers till they're bleeding Every hour, every day Just to try and make my way And leave something more than Check one, two on a microphone Flat five fools and a broken home Like Jesus of Neverland Three sets more and the day is done Save some fire for the next one Like Jesus of Neverland There's a roof above my ceiling Street outside my door Earth beneath my floor I am not special Yet I can't escape the feeling We was bound for something more And that was long before All this Check one, two on a microphone Twelve bar tools and a ghost at home Like Jesus of Neverland Two sets more and the day is done Save some fire for the next one Like Jesus of Neverland Well, the heart Only knows beating And the head Only turns so far And the soul only shines you on It'll shine but it shines you on And when she lies she leaves you reeling And when she's caught she condescends And when she's high she calls her friends And when she's not the evening Gorgeous. Thank you. How long have you been playing piano, Josh? I had to start a couple minutes ago. Yeah, you, you... I thought you were here actually when I when I started that. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I started uh, when I was ten, so it's been about fifteen years. Okay. And <laughs> other musical folks in your family? Wow, I got away with that. Yeah, okay. I was good. I know. Oh no, we all we all laughed in here. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, I, um, uh, mom's side of the family was all musicians. Mom was a professional musician. She was part of the folk scene down in the village in the 60s. Uh, and uh, my grandmother was a, a cello player uh, who was a soloist on the CBC. She had her show on Sunday morning or something where she played solo cello. Oh, cool. And then dad was, um, for before I knew him, uh, he was like a, a Danny Kaye type um, like comedian, song and dance guy. Yeah, nice. Uh, so there's definitely music in the family. Yeah. Nice, yeah. excellent. And um, you're... You're teaching, uh, you do uh, private lessons, individual stuff? <clears throat> I do. I do uh, just private instrumental lessons or song coaching or other, other aspects, yeah. getting people past their inter internal narrator, whatever's keeping them from, you know, from pushing forward. And then I teach uh, college classes as well. And are you accepting new students? Yeah, yeah. How does one go about uh, becoming a student of yours? Uh, JoshWeinstein.com. 
Cool. Yeah. That yeah. easy, huh? JoshWeinstein.com. Click the, the pull-down menu all the way on the right. It's just private lessons, and you can contact me there. And any uh, beginner level? Any? Yeah, every level. I like. Yeah, I, I work with a lot of you know working musicians for some issues. I work with plenty of beginners to get their fingers on the piano. I work with a lot of people who play other instruments but don't play piano and they want to. People okay. who might be singers or play guitar. And it's it's a it's a odd sort of trollish instrument, the piano, because if you learn guitar, you can you 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 can know something. You right. can learn a chord and you can know how to play chords on guitar. Piano doesn't work that way. You can never know anything. Right. You have to you have to just you have to chord build right. each time. And so often you know often that experience alone is a, is a, a new thing for folks. Right. And, uh, go ahead. and an overwhelming yeah. thing for yeah. folks. What yeah. you're saying for those non-musicians out there is that literally from moment to moment from chord change to chord change in a split second you're listening to the band you're listening to the voicings or the chords that the other members of the band play and you're choosing which notes to use to build the chord that will accentuate what everybody else is doing but not step on them oh for sure that's a big that's a big part of working working <clears throat> as a musician the job of, of playing in, a, in an ensemble absolutely is you know is responding in real time and that's what yeah what what when we're when even if you don't know it when you're looking for a keyboard player that is what you're looking for mm. you want somebody who knows how to use the synthesizer and the piano and all the different instruments and knows the application for that and mm. what song to use it on mm. more importantly though when you're hiring a keyboard player whether you like it or not you're looking for them to fill in the just the right amount of space but not too much right and I'm here to tell you that there's only a handful of people that know how to do that. Yeah. And you're you're the best that I know of in town. Oh wow! And, you know, Thank among you. among the best, there might be two or three people out there that can really just do that proficiently. And and uh, it's it's wow. it's an Thank amazing you. show to watch. And 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 uh, sometimes I forget where I'm at in the song because wow. you're doing some weird thing, and nice. I'm like, wow, how the hell does he do that? That's cool. As long as I can distract you from yeah, yeah, exactly. That's no, cool. I, I get distracted easily, so yeah. don't get a, you know cocky about it. <laughs> uh, that's that's first of all. Uh, Deep thank yous for that. Oh, sure. Second of all, actually, it's gratifying to hear because I actually do spend a lot of my time trying to do exactly that. Like, where, where's, where's the, what is the song asking for in that moment? Not right. like, what do I really mm -hmm. want to be doing? Which is always the the challenge, you know. Not let me show you my my music store riff, right? But what is this song asking for? I do that when I write too. That's what we do. Yeah. And a keyboard player can so easily overdo that. Yeah. Really step in a place that doesn't need to be stepped in. Uh, thank, so. thank you. And then third of all, I appreciate it because of the way that we work together and the respect that I have for you. So oh, thanks, you're, often it's like, I hope I hope Jeff's digging this, man. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. thanks. So, yeah. Wow. No, you know I would stop and yell at you in front of the audience oh, if yeah, I was not. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, Bart, will you play us a song and, and maybe give a little uh, story about the song you're going to share? Um, yeah, this is going to be a one that I wrote with Lori Wilson um, from the Electric Underground, etc. Um, we were driving down the 8 freeway and we saw a shooting star. And so I thought, hey, let's write a song about it while we're sitting in traffic in the car. And so we kind of hummed one out, and there, there you go. So I think, now, there's a, I think there's an act to be done with Jeff's and Bart's road songs. 
Like yeah. songs written while driving right. to places. I've got some of those too. Where it's you funny don't know what the chords those are. Those I always remember the exact spot I wrote them on. Like, oh, I was on 163 right before Sixth Avenue. You right. know, this is thing. right before that cop pulled me over. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and during that actually and during. Did, that actually did happen once because I had a 12 string and I was working on a song. I had my feet sticking out of the window on the five. Oh, near downtown, we got pulled over. Brilliant. Like, hey, put your feet back in the. Car. Well, if you're gonna stick your feet out the window, the five is the best one to well, do. Well, I did come least. out with a song from it, so there is that. Sure. So now, now um, you own publish you owe publishing to that cop. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. So now the the only thing I will say is that um, unfortunately these days I'm starting to slow down on guitar playing a bit because um, of health issues are starting to affect me a bit as we're getting older like that. But I was in a, a very bad car accident. Uh, Actually, a very bad scooter accident mm-hmm. a few years back that's starting to affect my shoulders pretty bad. So it's mm. starting to get to be a little... Luckily, uh, I'm not as good a guitar player as Kevin in manual scan, so he can cover most of my stuff. So um, you, want to, you ready? Want to try it? Yeah, <clears throat> man. Absolutely. I'm going to do yeah. it without headphones, too. Okay. Right on. Okay. There aren't enough hours in the day. Metaphors get in the way Didn't we see a shooting star the other night? I wish I may, I wish I might Have you close to me tonight Nighttime colors light the stars Here we go, there you are Didn't we see a shooting star the other night? I wish I may, I wish I might Have you close to me tonight The other night I wish I may I wish I might Have you close to me tonight Nighttime colors Light the stars Here we go There you are So not normally that would have harmonies and there's other parts in there, which is why it's a little bit, my songs are kind of intricate um, and impossible to follow along with if you're another musician. Um, I have a great story about Jeffrey Joe Moran about that. Um, What a great guy. Jeffrey Joe. But we were doing one of those singer-songwriter showcases and it was me, Gregory Page, and a couple of, uh, I forget, a couple of other people anyway. And um, Jeffrey Joe goes, I'm going to play harmonica with everybody tonight. I said, well, that's awesome. I go, but... um, my uh, my songs are a little weird. There's, I mean, some of them have eleven chords in the intro. Yeah. And he's like, oh no, I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. So he played with Gregory. It was awesome. He played with a couple other guys. Awesome. Gets to my song. Gets about three bars in. He goes, I'm out. Walks off stage. <laughs> <laughs> your your chords do go by super fast. Yeah, they, they do. do. They do. Sure. 
Um, that one was one, uh, for whatever it's worth, we were trying to imagine if we were writing a song for Neil Diamond in 1966, what the chords would have oh, been yeah. like. That. So that's I like can totally, totally hear that Solitary too. Man and all yeah. that kind of stuff. That's what we were yeah. going for on that it. one. So. Well, and plus, I, uh-huh. by the time this airs, I will have added a lot of kazoo and synthesizer to that. Well, yeah, yeah. I so. still got that one about you. This man, this man. I asked him <laughs> years <laughs> ago <laughs> to please, <laughs> and I, I had a track, I didn't have any money, say, hey, would you mind if I come in and do a quick little vocal over dub just to finish the song we can say it's done if you got five minutes be kind to me and Jeff goes yeah no problem come on in so I come in it's just a bare bones demo with a vocal he goes and I say to him this is how you know you're in trouble I said to him okay cool man I gotta go can I take the can I take the CD with me and he goes oh no um let me mix it for you I'll send it to you a couple days later right I get it a week later like you know basically the London Symphony Orchestra has been overdubbed (laughs) you know do you know who sang background on that Catherine Geek sang background on that it's a great track it's a it great is. Yeah, it is. So, I remember that. Yeah. That was so fun. Yeah. So funny. This is Lots a great guy. Jeff's a great guy to work with. So. <laughs> Lots, of Lots of cocaine. Back no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you don't want no part no. of this, do you? Uh, you don't want, uh, I might yeah. want to try some of your cocaine. That's great. Bart, tell me the history of Manual Scan. When you formed and who's in the band. And Okay, Manual Scan came out of the pedestrians. And this is the kind of thought process that we had. The, uh, manual Scan is just a bunch of school friends from junior high school that wanted to have fun. That's it. Okay. The moment it doesn't, it's not fun, we're not doing it anymore. Okay. So we've been having fun for 40-something years now. Yeah. Um, and that's really all it's about. And so... Um, we were called the Pedestrians because we couldn't think of a band name, and there was a sign across the street that said Pedestrian <laughs> Crossing, so that's that. Um, and basically, Manual Scan itself started because we kept telling people we were going to do this gig, and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. We didn't have a band or anything like that. And we got a call on Friday night saying, hey, we got you guys a gig tomorrow. And we all sat around going, uh-oh. <laughs> and so I, we literally went, you play drums? Paul, okay, you're the drummer. Mm-hmm. Kevin, you got a guitar. Great, great, great. Okay, I don't have anything, so I'm a singer. And that's how it was. And we needed a band name. Um, and there was a Radio Shack catalog. It was, uh, we were in 11th grade, 12th grade, so we were very drunk. Um, and there was a. Um, <laughs> yeah. I remember we were watching Chips, and there was a Radio Shack catalog on the, on the table. And Kevin opened it up. Did this, put his finger down, and said, we're now manual scan. It was a police scanner with automatic or manual scan. And so that's where the name came from. That's really cool. Within 12 hours, we were basically on stage and, and playing. And it's just gone from that. I mean, uh, we found uh, David Fleminger came to an early gig with the pedestrians and just liked what we were playing. So he joined the board. And here we are 40-something years later. It's the same guys. It's just me, David, and Kevin. Okay. And we've got uh, Jared from the Dragons on drums. Um, and Because uh, our original drummer, Paul Bruin, is now playing with Ipsitucky. And so that, that kind of went a uh, different direction. Okay. And uh, we've got uh, Tim Blankenship. On bass, and you know those are powerhouse guys. That's the Dragons and Rust and right. Creedle right there. So right. Uh, it brings in a whole new audience and really toughens up the sound. Yeah. So that's the lineup that's gone to Spain, and that's the lineup that's recorded a bunch of stuff. We just finished a brand new record um, that's going to be out on Pacific in the U.S., Snap in, in Spain, and the usual kind yeah. of stuff. Um, but it feels really good to have new songs. Um, and I will throw out there as well that um, there's a co-write on there that's going to be. I don't know, historic maybe in a way, um, but it's the last song Kim Fowley wrote. Um, Kim Fowley being the right. producer and stuff like that. Now, yeah. he's had some scandals and stuff, but yeah. he's, you know, one heck of a music guy. Mm. And he was very, very, very nice to me over the years and gave me a lot of advice that was very helpful. Uh, but one day he challenged, um, make this story short, but 
he gave a lecture, <clears throat> excuse me, at San Diego Music Thing about how the music industry runs and blah, 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 blah. And he could write a song about anything on the spot. A um, little later on that day, uh, there'd been some drinking involved again. And uh, Alan Sanderson and Chris Faust ran into Kim with me. And Alan, being Alan, just kind of said, oh, you can write a song about anything, huh? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and do it? And, and you know, Kim's like, well, you know, I, I, we're, we're about to go out to dinner. And he's like, no, no, no. You said you could write a song about anything. Come on, write a song about anything. And Kim just goes, okay, what do you want me to write a song about? And, and Alan literally goes, that couch. That couch. Write right. a song about that couch. Right. And without even blinking, Kim just rattled off this tune, and it was good. And I thought, wow. And all three of us are standing where the mouth's hanging up. We're going, okay. He's the real deal. Um, and so I, I turned to him and said, you know, Kim, you should finish that. That's really good. And he just went, you should finish it. And so I did. Nice. So that's that's going to be one of the last ones. Oh, cool. Yeah. So anyway, that's just kind of a little fun side story there. But it was quite funny. And Alan and Chris were like. Yeah. Yeah. So any advice about how to keep a band together for 40 <laughs> years? Uh, first of all, look for the fun in it, yeah. okay? Because there's no point in dealing with people that are going to be a pain or, you know, going to be contrary to everything. They're going to argue about things. You know, hey, we're in Spain. What's the argument? We're having a right. good time. Like, why, you know, yes, we'll get, you know, we'll get tacos tomorrow. It's, yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so life's too short to deal with that kind of stuff. Um, and then uh, the other thing is to look for, um, I, I call them goals. But it helps if you have something that you're aiming for, yeah. okay? So you have that gig to look forward to. You have an album that you're going to be working on for spring. Mm. You've got, you know, a road trip you're going to take, a, a video you're going to make. When you've got things that you're aiming towards, people will stick together and get to those goals. Yeah. Um, if you don't, it's just kind of wandering around, and eventually people are going to go, well, i got to do something else. Um, but really, the big thing is it's got to be fun. Yeah. If it's not, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine playing without Kevin and Dave at this point. I mean, it's just, it's osmosis. Dave is not playing um, indoor gigs right now still for health reasons okay. and stuff like that. But he's become our Brian Wilson. So he's in the studio doing stuff. And he yeah. did play with Manual Scan at the Adams Avenue Street for uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, I saw yeah, the photos was, from that. That was a lot of like fun. A blast. Was, yeah, we had a blast doing that. So, um, so yeah, basically that's it. Have fun and, and uh, set yourself up for some goals. You want to have accomplishments. And you know, a little thing, this is kind of... As a musician, we all have bad days. We're like, there's days when like, how am I going to pay my rent? Why am I doing this? Does anybody care? Those kinds of uh, thoughts. Maybe not Josh, because Josh is very successful. I have, the rest I of have years of, of <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you only have days. Yeah, exactly. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> One of the little things that has helped me a little bit <laughs> is to make sure that things like the Discogs and the set list and fem pages and those kinds of things are up to date. Because I know that at my lowest, when I'm thinking like, why? I mean, I, this is ridiculous. I need to stop doing this. I'll look at that and go like, well, you know what? I've got more than 200 records out, and you know, we, this happened, and on these days I was right. there. The other thing, too, is the older you get, the more you forget those things. So it's good to keep track of them as you're That's doing right. it. Uh, so I highly recommend that. As well, those are the sites that a lot of people go to when they're writing articles and stuff to see if you really did do that. Yeah. Oh, well, there he is in 1980-whatever. He played with General Powell. Okay, well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. We can talk about those sorts of things. So it's those little things I'm looking for that will like, brighten my day a little bit. And I realize I'm doing it myself. Hey, you know, we, we put those things up ourselves and blah, blah, blah. But it is there, and it makes you kind of go like, well, you know what? I didn't just waste the last 60 years. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. That all makes sense, or if that's too much, Jeff. No, what do you absolutely. think? No, that's absolutely the case. I, I totally. Yeah, yeah. I might have had a, a day or two where I, <clears throat> I was not feeling it, and it didn't seem like there was a future in it. And, but but we've gotta, gone on to make dozens of dollars on this business. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not a studio guy. I'm not a, a person. That, you know, I love recording and that kind of thing. Um, 
but I'm not the kind of guy like Jeff here that would you know just live here all day long and stuff. Probably if I owned a studio, it would be different. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I got to agree with Josh here that when you get on stage, it erases everything else. Yeah. Right. And I, yeah. I think, I forget, some rock star said it, but, you know, it, that one hour on stage makes the other 23 worthwhile. Mm. Totally. It. Yeah. And it's really that, so true. that way. And when we're on the road, we're really not musicians as much as truck drivers. Yeah, you know, I, We get I don't, to play at the end of the of the truck driving day. but yeah. it's, In a weird yeah. way, I don't see myself as a musician, and I'm sure right. there's other people out there would agree with me, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it, this is just kind of what I do. And it's got nothing to do with an audience, and I appreciate that people like it, that some people like it, and that it's out there and like that. But these songs are kind of like my diary, and mm -hmm. they're all stories that are true. And so uh, whether I was in a band, whether I was on stage or any of that, I'd still be writing these things and still be doing it because it's, it's, it's just me. Yeah. It's, it's what, you, the, what, what we are is anything that we couldn't not do. That's yeah. what we are, right? That's right. that's you know, and that's why, again, we we work in this nebulous field that sometimes doesn't look like working to people, yeah. or because yeah. people do it for fun. And I don't know about you, but I've tried a couple times really hard to to go have a real thing, to have a real job, and yeah. you know, I've I've given it my best. I didn't tank it. I really tried, <laughs> and all that happened is I wasted all those years not not doing this. Yeah, there are times when I uh, and just recently I'm sitting there at two o'clock in the morning, uh, you know, with the usual libations and uh, listening to the upcoming Beatles box set and <laughs> kind of going through it and spending three or four hours. This, and for a few seconds, I'm thinking I'm wasting my time. I mean, I should be doing something. I realize you this is my job. Something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. supposed to. I have to listen to what this. What else yeah. would be more? What is more superhero-like than all of what we do <laughs> once we're done with it? Oh, I, you know, for all the the the, <laughs> the downsides, you know, like the lack of riches and those kinds of things, that what we do is amazing. And um, the the things that I've done, in, especially in the last like five six years, have just been amazing to me. In a way, I'm recreating my childhood. So mm. the records that I liked, I'm yeah. now playing with those people. Uh, yeah. You know, that amazing. kind of thing. I mean, yeah. for me, the big one was um, the first record that I was ever given. I'd bought a few, and you know, like that was uh, Tony Sheridan and the Beatles. Oh, wow. yeah. You know, and uh, you know, hey, it was Seven uh, Eleven was having a sale on cutout vinyl for a dollar ninety nine, and I begged my dad to get me some records, and he said no, absolutely, it's a waste <laughs> of money. Yeah. So the next, of course, the next morning he comes in, and throws the records on uh, my bed, right? Because nice. that's how my dad was. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, to actually be recording with Tony Sheridan and Pete mm -hmm. Best forty years later is just yeah. like mind blowing to I me. Bet. You know, and so and same thing with like uh, you know I just recorded the Johnny Vernazza a couple of days ago, and that's yeah. just like you know. So yeah. a lot of that is is just recreating my childhood. You know, um, I love that. You know, I can I'm. First name basis, friends with Robbie Rist, cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch. That was my favorite show when I was a little kid, you know. He's a jinx. Yeah, he's a jinx, he right? Exactly. <laughs> um, and I do have to mention that my dad passed away uh, late last year. Yes. Um, and uh, he was a big uh, reason for a lot of this. He was not into music. He liked his Sinatra records and all that kind of stuff. But he worked in the industry, and he was uh, a driver and occasional bodyguard for a lot of uh, musicians. And so oh, wow. um, I saw how he was around these things, and that's where I got a lot of my fearlessness. So, so he was driving Jimi Hendrix and Elvis Presley and the Rolling Stones and the Grateful Dead, and he had all of those stories and you know Tom Jones and all that kind of stuff. And that was really cool. I saw how he kept it professional, 
But I also saw how he was fearless. When it was time to walk into that room, you just walk in like you're supposed to be there. Right. And that's what he told me. And everybody will believe you're supposed to right. be there. Yeah. So I learned those things from him early on, how to be backstage and Great all those kinds lesson. of things, which is a skill yeah. uh, not to get tossed out. Right. Um, and so you know, I owe him a lot from all that kind of mm. stuff. You know, Not yeah. to mention the fact that he you know, put up with... You know, dropping me off at places at two in the morning, yeah. you know, kind of thing like that. Aww. But it was funny because um, they would let him into the Casbah for free. And he never saw my band, but he would always show up and just walk around for a little while and just look around and go, <laughs> okay, this is what you do, huh? All right. Tell your mother I was here. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> That's great. Dads are great. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Um, Josh, you posted something recently on Facebook that I read. Oh, this is why this is why I do it on Facebook, so I don't have to talk to real humans about. That. I just it, it hit me. It was just such a, a beautiful. Um, it just was really touching to read your four year anniversary of of not drinking. Yeah, I, and I don't want, I don't want to make too big a thing out of it. But right. Yeah, yeah I, it's uh, it's true. Uh, uh, I had to look up how long ago it was. It, it didn't. I I had to go through. I host a songwriters hang, and I remembered that one of the announcements said, um, "I'm laying. I'm not going to drink this month. So bring whatever you're going to you're yeah. going to drink." And I had to go dig back and find that was yeah. when it was. So it was October four years ago. Okay. And um, yeah, I um, you might have seen it before I edited it. It's only it's only a couple lines now. Oh, uh, I I understand. I, I it really yeah. touched me, yeah. and I just yeah. wanted to. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, sure. Um, it had become, you know, it, it it there was some there was some blurred water between um what the time that I carved out that I felt was protection from bad circumstances. Yeah. So that felt like me time. Yeah. And I numbed myself nicely through that me time. I, if you, as I put in that most people in San Diego would find my level of consumption to be sober October. It wasn't, it wasn't crazy, but right. it was just enough to get numb every night. Yeah. And I realized after I left the circumstance that I'd sort of confused the numbing agent with the me. Yeah. That I thought I still needed, I needed the numbing agent. That that's the part that was me. And I, I definitely lost sight of who was running the, the who was driving the boat mm, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used to take, you know, take a week off or whatever, a couple of weeks off. And, and I decided beginning of October, let me just take a couple of weeks off. I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> neither is my body or liver or yeah. anything else. And, um, and then I, I could look at my kids in the morning and not feel like I'd lied to them the night before because they didn't know that I was hiding off in my office, right. you know, nursing a bottle of wine or whatever. Yeah. And I could feel like if, you know, whatever, if I if I was in a car accident on the drive home from a gig, I didn't have to worry that, that I didn't have all my wits about me, yeah. that my kids wouldn't have to be pissed at me for drinking my way home. Right. And, uh, and there were a whole bunch of cascading effects from those couple of weeks off that I was hyper aware of this particular time. Yeah. I slept great. I was happy with the kids. I could deal with turmoil yep. and I couldn't find a good reason to feel worse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you for sharing that. I'm glad I got to read the un- unabridged yeah, yeah, version. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was really, you're, you have a way with words, sir. Oh, you well, really th- do. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes uh, the way is just to vomit them out and then feel regret it later. So. <laughs> Edit yeah. later. That's yeah. words. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole That's, thing, how they work. Exa- exactly. Right. You yeah. talk good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask a question about yeah. that? Yeah, of course. Did you go to any 
No, and I don't society no, kind of a thing to do. Not that? not at all. And in fact, if I did, I wouldn't have done it because I I've mm. deep distrust of anything like that. And I know some people do, and I always yeah. it's always interesting to me and, to hear. And and I methods, wouldn't yeah. at no point along the way did I think I guess I'm done with that permanently. I was just like I guess I'm going to still continue this for you know for a little while, like I I I don't yet have a good reason to start again. So and I feel better. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so why would I choose to feel worse? And if you'd asked me, I wouldn't have said like. I quit drinking and I had a problem and now I've tackled my problem. I just would have thought I made a change that it was so obvious even to a stupid person that it was better, that everything was better mm-hmm. before and after. And because that before and after was so stark, I've just been present tense and after for a while. I have no idea if tomorrow is, you know, no, whatever. Of course, yeah. right. So so no, I didn't I wouldn't go I would I would stay far away from any it didn't kind work of work that way for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to I, w- I wouldn't be able to keep I'd be in the back of the fucking meeting. Sorry, am I allowed to say that? Yes. You can say meeting. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'd be in the I'd be in the back like trying to find another troublemaker to laugh at the of stories course. about. <laughs> right. You know, and I'd be the one saying not everything that fucking happens is a story. Will all of you shut up? Right. No, of you know? course. I get the, I get yeah. all that and yeah. but it, and what works for people is great. Yeah. Right. But yeah. yeah, I I quit drinking for about fifteen years. Just the same way. You okay. just like go, God, this feels really shitty. And that's yeah. the easiest way to quit, really, yeah. is when it just feels horrible. Right. Yeah. You get to an age where you start feeling like yeah. you get hit by a truck and you're calling people and Apologizing for whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah. you might have done, or, ho- or hoping you don't have to apologize <laughs> yeah, for yeah, that, that late one. night text that, like, you know, well, yeah, she was oh hotter God. at night than she is in the day. Oh, this is, no. yeah, so all that <laughs> stuff. But yeah, so I just hope I just wanted to ask you. Thanks for yeah. sharing about no, that. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. I don't drink, so I can't. Yeah, great. Oh, it's different. <laughs> um, will you play us another song, Bart? Um, sure, sure. Let me get rid of these headphones. Yeah. And, and give us uh, the story while I set up the cameras. And the cameras are on him, right? I can stand up against the wall. Um, let's see here. This one <clears throat> was written, inspired by Paul McCartney, as so many are. Um, it is, uh, a two- I wanted to write a song that could be taken a couple of different ways. Um, this could be about, um, legalized cannabis. Or it could be about uh, uh, a partner who's very important to you. And so basically, it's, it's, it's twofold. But basically, I wrote this to uh, ex-girlfriend now, but to let her know that I still care. Which is true. Are you all good there? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see if I can do this. Stretch my shoulders a little bit. Down treasures in your hands. Simple game of cat and mouse that never goes as planned. We run in circles when we're not hiding in a haze, laughing at the little some things we can't pretend to praise. But you still take my breath away. You make me linger. You still take my breath away. Bring me danger Dancing on the edge Looking for the light Laughing at the little some things That sometimes turn out right As I recall you really Used to like the rain Used to laugh at a lot of things You won't explain But you still Take my breath away You bring me 
even stones crumble with the rain Touched by your presence, dear Coy words and long refrains We run in circles when we're not hiding in a haze Laughing at the little some things We can't pretend to praise But you still take my breath away You bring me danger You still take my breath away You make me linger You still take my breath away You still take my breath away You still Take my breath away. Yeah. Woo! So good. Thank you, thank you, oh, thank you. Such a sweet hook. Yeah, that's uh, uh, the good news is she liked it. So <laughs> there is that. Title. Well, she has great taste. Thank you. Yeah, she, she marijuana, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've written songs before where I've tried to impress a, the person it's about, and it didn't go over at all. Yeah. Like, I, I think one of them was I, I wrote, uh, there's a sparkle in your eye, and there I lay the blame, right? Which is like, that's, I thought, a beautiful sentiment. Wow, you have beautiful, beautiful eyes like that. And the response was, you're blaming me for what? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why it didn't work out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When is your next live performance, Bart? There is nothing right now. Really? Yeah, for the first time in my life, there is absolutely nothing okay. coming up. Um, we've got a lot of potential and uh, um, some gigs possibly. Uh, well, actually, there is a Cas there'll be a Casbah gig in December, and there'll be a Casbah uh, gig in January. Okay. Uh, we're going to be playing in January with The Troubles. Who is a reunited band from the '80s? Jeff would know them. Yeah, uh, Jay Weissman, etc. Wow, They're coming in from the Australia. Holy crap! Yeah, so it's supposedly I, I don't know if this is going to happen, but I talked to Tim Mays a couple of days ago, and he said uh, manual scan the loons and the troubles. Whoa, nice. that's going to be a heck That'll of a gig. Really so fun. that and um, uh, hopefully, um, fingers crossed. At one point, we were going to open for the Hoodoo Gurus and the Buzzcocks, so that's coming. Over wow! Us. So, but we're uh, we're really concentrating on. Um, uh, reissues and um, putting out some new stuff. So okay. there's a True Stories uh, Rarities collection out in December on vinyl, uh, split disc with Alvino and the Dwells. Um, our Flexi disc from 1986 is being reissued on orange vinyl in England, uh, three songs. There is a, um, a Shambles box set coming out with a picture disc and outtakes, and then there's going to be the new manual scan record in there. And also, I'm putting together a Christmas compilation for Pacific Records. Jeff, we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I so, saw that. So cool. <clears throat> there's a whole bunch of stuff happening, nice. and uh, that's kind of what, that in the book is where I'm concentrating through the end of the year, and then next year we're going to be touring. So we'll be going to Europe, and we're going to be doing a bunch of stuff with the new records out. Cool. And um, staring at the sun. Staring at the sun. Yeah. You know, I retired that. I, okay. I thought that this was well. I, I the last one was the last one. It was a big to do. Mm -hmm. uh, the Scott Shaw cover was amazing. And then I thought, you know, 13 is a crappy place to stop anything. <laughs> so um, we're going to continue the series after all. Emily Bartel is going to be executive producing it with me. Nice. And I'll be talking to all kinds of bands. And uh, we're aiming to have the new one out for the Music Awards. Okay. So it'll be given away at the Music Awards. Okay. And we'll do a show at the Casbah as usual. Cool. But well, Calamity wants to. Calamity's going to be on it. Yes, yes. Okay, we'll have, you, guys, you guys are basically grandfathered in at this point. No, no age <laughs> reference there at all. Yeah, just just please. a statement. Just a statement. And um, <laughs> San Diego Music Awards. Uh, uh, submissions go through December 31st? Through December 31st, yes. And okay. I have to point out that um, it's really easy to submit. There's a form You have made there. it super easy. Yeah, yep. Super, super easy. And unlike most and many other 
contests around the world for all these different things. We don't charge to enter. Right. And we want everybody. Yep. We, we try to get every single person yep. at least considered. So, um, and videos. You know, yeah, there's a category for I videos this year, which that. is very, very nice. And of yes. course, the videos have to be... Actual videos, not live performance, right. not uh, not, right. not just a, a lyric video. Sure. <clears throat> but um, there's plenty of competition this year. And so much good music has come out in the last year on the major label side, like the, uh, the Sacred Souls, Unwritten Law, yeah. Smoke and Mirrors, et cetera, uh, Bucko Nine. Yeah. All these great bands have gotten together and released stuff. So this year is going to be, I think, Get excellent. It. I can't wait to see who's going to play. And have you selected uh, the artwork for it yet? No, we have not. Uh, I think that contest is still going it for another is. couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, if you're out there and you're listening and you are an artist and you would like to have your artwork considered for a poster for the San Diego Music Awards, yeah. we're doing that. You get There's some nice prices that go along with, uh, with cool. doing that. So that's happening. Excuse me. Um, I, we do know who the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award is, guy. We can't say just quite yet. Right. Um, but I'm really looking forward to April 24th at Humphreys as usual. I Thank love gosh. it. Yeah, that's the that's so the perfect spot there. for it. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So all that's going on. I'm trying to think what else is happening. Yeah, that's enough. I think for now. Well, thank you for all your work with the San Diego Music Awards. We well, love th- it. Thank yeah. you. You know, thank. Uh, I want to thank everybody in San Diego for letting me do this. Yeah. I mean, I this is this is my life, and um, uh, it couldn't have turned out better. Well, maybe a little more money and a little more this, a little more that. But you know, yeah. it's, it's a great life, and and. I sit at home sometimes just thinking, like, wow, I get to do this. And you get chauffeured around by rock stars, too. Well, I, I, I'm very lucky to have Spike Mike as my best friend who, like, will put up with me and Yay, take me Spike places Mike. when we go. I, I do have to point out that a lot of times he accidentally ends up on air as well. So there is that. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. You know, a little thing. He may do a little cameo walk by yeah. in a moment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but and, and this, shows like this are wonderful because we not only, you know, I get to talk to Josh here. I mean, he's a good friend. But to see everybody here and this, this connection it just yeah. shows, once again, back to the family yeah. thing. Everybody backs everybody else up. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, you have no idea how glad Johnny and I are to be back, to be coming back to San Diego. We'll be back uh, full time in November and uh, we just, mm. we were three years away and, um, it, you know, there's a beautiful music scene happening in Joshua Tree. A bunch of really great people and, um, uh, but just there's just nothing compares to the San Diego music scene. San Diego has, and I've said this before, I've been called on this by an attorney. Yeah. <laughs> San Diego has the best music scene on the planet, I, not in the U.S., on, on the planet. The planet. I, there are I more open-air festivals and events in San Diego than anywhere else. I there are more newspapers that cover it and magazines that cover it. Yeah. There are more TV shows that cover it. There are yeah, Just across the board, there yeah. are more events. It's a really good place. It the is. other thing, too, is that many other places that have music, are, they're concentrated traded in an area, you know, it's it's the the tourist district, the river district, the right. whatever, that kind of thing. In San Diego, you've got different scenes that yep. still interconnect, but the El Cajon scene is completely different than the PB scene. Right. Downtown uh, is different than La Jolla right. and on and on and on. Yep. You know, you go south of, uh, well, south of the 15, that's a whole different planet. Right. And that is a really big bonus for San Diego. It was negative back in the 90s when everybody's the next this, the next that. Right. Because when they did that, it was very much about one sound. San Diego's never had one sound. When right. grunge was huge, it was huge here. But jazz was also really big. Yep. And the country scene was taking yep. off, right? And so everything exists at the same time. Yeah. All part of the family This is thing. the biggest country radio market in the world. Yeah. yeah. San Diego. Is that right? That's, that's right. KSON's the biggest 
country radio wow, station in the world. That. Yeah, and, and San Diego is yeah. super, super important. People don't realize um, for mm. taste making as well. Um, yeah. We're the number one location to test movies. This is why sometimes when you see a movie in San Diego and you see it somewhere else, it's different. Okay. I remember seeing Little Shop of Horrors here and I watched it on TV and I'm like, that's not the ending we saw. Oh, wow. They changed the ending by the time after they left San Diego, they changed the ending. Yeah. So things like that happen. Comic-Con, um, all those events really bring people in. And Comic-Con is comic books and movies, really. Yeah. But the music element is huge. Are I mean, they going to start to have Comic-Con in San Diego? Was that? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah no, Comic-Con is, is probably the most important thing. That's where I find the artists for the, for the uh, Staring at the Center right. every year. That's, yeah. you know, you can, uh, you can actually, I've talked to soundtrack people there because all the labels are there with uh, the movies. Yeah, go talk yeah. to Disney. They're there in the booth. Yeah. Happy to talk to you. Nice. So all that kind of stuff is a big plus in San Diego. Love it. Thank you. Nice. Um, Josh, I'm going to ask you to continue this love fest that you have <laughs> with Jeff Berkeley. Um, and can you tell me what it's like to record here? You've recorded a bunch yeah, of times it's, it's here. Paradise. It's paradise. It's the best. I, I you know, I, I keep waiting to get fired because that's how I think of good things. Like they're a thing you get to do. <laughs> it's so good. It's got it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, it's, 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 um, uh, it's, I, I sometimes have to remember how different it is from, for example, what was happening during the pandemic, that out of the pandemic came the opportunity. I don't mean, woohoo, pandemic, million people, but I got to record <laughs> right. with Jeff. What I mean is that the, the, the contrast between how things felt for me inside in the internal landscape during the pandemic and what I got to do after it could not be greater. Right. And um, uh, it's absolute paradise to get to record with Jeff, just to pour some sugar back over his manner, his yeah. instincts, how quickly he processes multiple bits of information to to let it exist and be music, but then nudge it into a place where maybe it's been asking to go yeah. that we didn't know it wanted to go. Um, how the great respect that he has for his musicians, how he he he, he wants what's inside you, and also <laughs> that's <a> weird <laughs> title, yeah. yeah. But uh, but also. Um, but also has the the overview to know where all of that input is going to funnel through by the end. And um, I, I said to you a couple sessions ago that it must be really cool to sit in there and watch what happens from the time that we first hear a track from somebody and poke our way through those charts and try to find you know the yeah. song in it to what happens three takes later. Yeah. When we know it better and you know what you're going to pull from us right. at that point, you get to watch that. You asked what, what makes me tick. Other people's original music makes me tick. People's okay. original music is what makes me tick. So getting to be part of that process and basically inside the song while it gets turned into what it's going to end up to be, it's, I could not craft like a better way to spend every minute I that, I, that I get to be here. Yeah. Have you recorded your own personal music here? Uh, I didn't do too many songs. I only recorded like 30. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's recorded about four records worth yeah. of songs we're working yeah. on still. Yeah, we're poking, we're poking through song by song. Nice. Pretty, I meant to tell you, so my little trick is I changed the title to capital letter when I've worked on it. And oh. It's hard to find lowercase letters now. Oh, so. nice. oh that's great. That's yeah. a great way to do yeah. it. Okay, <laughs> so you would recommend him as a producer? I would and do. I send everybody I can, because I, I work, I'm always with... Uh, original artists that's yeah. you know that's the gigs i love to do but also just i i you know i i surround myself with creative people and so i get to be and a plus i've played on people's records yeah. and and um 
I, I'm always like, look, just go in, just go do, go do a record with Jeff. He's gonna make this sound great. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've sent you, you know, I yeah. Can't, yeah. That's I mean, true. Agreed. Uh, yeah. So every, every time, it. every time I get to send somebody, I've, I've pulled people off of. Can I say this? On, I guess it's, it's. I've pulled, I've pulled people out of other producer arrangements. <laughs> yeah. And had them come over to, yeah. to Jeff. Yeah. yeah. That's because, why they're shooting at me. Yeah. <laughs> I wondered what it was. Yeah. I didn't mean it. No. Yeah. Jeff no, is it's... a real producer. <clears throat> so many people in studios just push buttons, and they're collecting the check, and they're taking up the time, and yeah. you're going to get a recording out of it. But Jeff is actually going to take the time to listen, arrange it in his head, and come up with ideas that you maybe didn't think of before. Totally. And that's, that's the thing. And I also want to point out you know, um, about what Josh was saying about the importance of the original music. Uh, I mentioned this to Jeff before, but you know, really, the point is to be the band that gets covered. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's... There you go. True. Uh, will you play another song for us, Josh? Sure. And give me a little story behind the song while I set up the cameras. I, okay, I don't, I don't do, uh, I don't do a whole lot of that story behind the song because my my um, contention is that we don't we don't get to release them with a, a note attached to them. Um, I will say that this song has sort of floated around for a couple of years, um, waiting for the chance to record it and find out what it's going to be. And so, with this latest batch of recordings, I'm finally getting to put this one, uh, put this one down, make it real. Uh, I changed the key before I came here, and I forgot the the keyboard doesn't uh, doesn't have the note at the bottom. So I'm going to do a little um, a little repositioning on the fly as I do this. It's called the Queen of Coney Island. Sadness creep 
That's good stuff Thanks, there. Top, that's top notch, man. Thank you, Bart. Mm-hmm. Where can folks find you on the interwebs and your Josh, music? Joshweinstein.com. Okay. Yeah. J O S H W E I N S T E I N. Do you do the Instagram thing? I'm on Instagram. I'm Math of Insects. Um, it's very poorly tended. Uh, yeah, maybe once every three days I'll find a misspelling on a sign or something and feed it to Instagram. <laughs> uh, I'm still, you know, because. Um, uh, because I'm um, Gen X, my my I'm stuck in Facebook land and, and mired there. Yeah. yeah Plus, I don't think I don't tend to think of like photographing my life. I think of I think in words more than that. So, yeah. Yeah. social media is probably almost over, anyways, right? Yeah. What would what would we do then, Jeff Berkeley? Oh, we might be happy, and satisfied with our lives. <laughs> but how sure. will we know if we wh- how many people are doing so much cooler stuff than us at any given time? I, I don't know. How will we know what everybody had for breakfast. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't. We're just imagine. stuck knowing about our own food. More importantly, how will we know who disagrees with us? Yeah. <laughs> we could be, be terrible. We could walk around next to people who are politically different than us without even knowing it. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Uh, you, just, you just have to guess who to call a Nazi at the very first moment exactly. of disagreement. Right, just like the olden days yeah. when you had to what, guess what? who the Nazis were. What is this, Russia? <laughs> um, um, Bart Mendoza, I think I ask you this every time I interview you, which we've done a few times, yes. but what advice do you give to San Diego bands for climbing up the ladder? If you're a young band, what are the steps that they should be doing? What are the things that will help them get noticed? Pay um, off. You pay off, pay everybody off, yes, right? Small checks. Um, <laughs> okay. Number one thing you got to do is uh, woodshed. Get tight. Yeah. Okay, so you don't want to go out there and embarrass yourself. You get one shot to make an impression. You want it to be a good one. Mm. So, um, you know, not that you can't correct that over the years, right. but it's easier for a kid to correct that than if you go out there and you're 35 and you make a fool of yourself. So God you got a woodshed and, and make sure you've got a tight package that you're going to put out there, number one. But the single most important thing you can do is to network 
And it's really important, as Spike Mike has pointed out many times, that you don't just go to the usual places that, you know, just your regular crowd. You're going to draw from those, those same 30 people over and over again. You need to go to other shows where maybe it's not your crowd, not your friends, and introduce yourself to them and let them know about your shows. You need to go out there and uh, sell yourself, basically, and mm -hmm. let people know about that. Uh, third of all, uh, particularly in San Diego, is don't be shy about approaching uh, the powers that be. I mean, George Varga, me, Jeff Berkeley, uh, you know, Ken Rexroad, whoever, the, you, Catherine, the, are all easy to get a hold of and love to talk about music. And yet there are people that are here, oh, I didn't want to bother you. Yeah. Really? That's all I do is write about you guys. So yeah. Yeah, you need to bother me. I need, right. to I need you guys this. to bother us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's what we do. Us. So um, uh, those three things, I think, will help you get, get the, the furthest is, you know, know what you're doing before you get up there. Network and let people know that you're out there. And then three, just do a good job with it. Have fun with it. Yeah. Those things will carry over. People can tell when you're having a good time on mm. stage. I don't know how many times I've looked at a band and gone like, that guy's just collecting a check. Yeah. But I went to see Michael Bublé a couple uh, week and a half ago, and you could tell everybody on that stage was happy to be there and having a great time. Yeah. And that really does carry over to the audience. So little things like that, if you have a 35-piece band, that really helps. Yeah. Also, don't, don't be a dick. That's a huge that's one. That that that's one. A, that should be it's, in life, and that should, should be, be number like, one. <laughs> yeah. That should be the first class in every school year. That it you says take. it's right in the Bible. It's you would think, but yeah. no, people don't. Uh, <laughs> the other thing, you know, with that, don't be a dick thing. It's just basically, you know, like, you know, why do you need to be involved with something? Why do you have to make a negative comment on somebody's page? What's the point of that? You yeah. know, like that. And I'm the kind of person that if I see a negative comment. Delete. No, con no, no conversation. Right. Delete. End yeah. of story. Yeah. I've had people go like, you can't do that. It's your Facebook page. It's yes, done. you can. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you can. You know, you don't have to leave the negative comments about your video up and all that right. kind of thing. So those kinds of things. Um, yeah. Why do people act like that? But they do. I don't know. I don't know. They do. And, I, and social media seems to have unlocked some key for them to well, be able to Well, because there's no responsibility. Yeah. You don't know who that person is. You know, right. It could be just some joker in France or someone just decided to press. You know, it's got nothing to do with nothing. They're having fun I at your expense. Once upon a time, you know, being rude and and being a dick was somehow uh, it made it made you more rock and roll, you know. I feel like that was yeah, the eighties in the eighties. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you know? And also, but the, so were drugs and, and alcohol and stuff and all, and all of that kind of stuff in its own age group is fine. If you're still doing that when you're 30, there's a problem. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, if, if you date a lot and get drunk when you're 22, well, that's kind of what you're supposed to be doing at that age. Yeah. 45, not so much. It yeah, looks a know? little different. It yeah. does yeah. look a lot different. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> so, all right. Awesome. You know, but, um, yeah, basically, I'm going to uh, just say that San Diego is blessed to have um, the scene that it does and the people like you, you, all three of you, actually, all five of you that are in the six, so I can't count very well, um, <laughs> you know, that we have this community and that you guys are all doing these things. It's just wonderful. It is you know? a sweet, sweet community. It really, really is. And how do folks get in touch with you? Uh, one, for uh, to hear your music and hear what you're doing musically. And then uh, two, if they want to um, have you write about them or... Okay, the best thing to do is to get a hold of me through Facebook because I don't... There is no websites for any of my music. Okay. There are no videos. There's nothing. There's no... It's just you either get it or you don't. Wow. Um, yeah, there's no... The, my, the only social media is my, my personal Facebook page. And okay. There's, I think there's a manual scan one that Kevin put up. Um, so yeah, get a hold of me on Facebook. Um, for whatever it's worth, 
I am primarily up between 11 and 7 in the morning. That's when I work the most. So weird. So it's no problem at all. If you want to call me at 3 in the morning, I will pick up. I'm there. I'm doing something. Um, And uh, just to let everybody know, I want to know about everything musical from every category. I don't care if it's opera or, you know, ukulele music, whatever. I need to know about it. If it's in San Diego... I want to write about you. So please get a hold of me. Anything. Uh, cool merch. New guy joined the band. New girl joined the band. You're in a movie. You're on KUSI on Friday. Let me know and I'll spread the word. That's what I'm here for. So cool. Thank you for that service. Thank you. And uh, Josh, anything we didn't cover that you want to share? I just let people know how tall I am. A lot of people don't realize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until, you know, because you get to see me in person. A lot of people, a lot of people don't realize quite how how tall I actually Well, you're are. sitting, so it's hard to tell. I'm not sitting. That's the same. Oh, oh <laughs> damn it. Yeah. You know, I, I do want to say, you know, I don't mean to impinge on, uh, on Josh's time, but, you know, bands out there listening, uh, collaboration is a huge thing. And, uh, you know, yeah. right next to me is one of the best keyboard players in town. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, you would love to have Josh play on your record or Jeff play on your record or me sing on it or Catherine yeah. sing mm-hmm. on it yeah. or mm-hmm. Spike Mike to do the catering. I mean, it's all kinds of different things. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I also, I just, uh, He's just a great pe- caterer. A lot of people don't know. <laughs> just and pe- he wears the outfit. <laughs> He's wearing it right yep. now. Yeah, I, I know. I didn't know. It was just his layperson outfit. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, just to piggyback on that, I don't know that people who aren't squarely in the scene realize how stoked we all are to get to play people's original music yes and i am the recipient of that too i you know i use guys who were normally you know on collecting a paycheck for a gig and i'll say do you want to play my gig you know i'll i'll get back to you about money or whatever and the guys are like yeah whatever talk to me later about that i'm definitely on your gig yeah you know, that's and so nice. I, I, all of us, I think that's our, our fetish is your original music. Yeah. And so, you know, don't, I would just say if, if it's, if anyone's listening beyond the people who already know us, please use us to do, as you've said, use us to do, to do yeah. evil. Or Yes, you, absolutely. Yeah. I got to tell you, nothing makes my day like hearing a brand new good song I haven't heard mm. before. Like, yeah. wow, yeah. this is cool. I mean, that's Samantha Fish. That's how I discovered her. You know, Better Be Lonely, such a great song. And yeah. I just, she killed the other day. Carl Denson jammed with it. That was so cool. Nice. nice. Yeah. I remember so. when I was putting my band together to, to get people to come play original music, I sent an email out to everybody who's in the band now. And the email, Josh will tell you, the email said, will you be in my band? We're going to play... You know, once every couple months at venues that really don't like us being there and the parking will be really bad, the sound will be bad, and no one will make any money at all. And literally five minutes later, everybody replied, I'm in. I have to tell you two things about that. The first is, I don't know if I met you through that or through a session, the session for love that we did. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. That was right. That was when we first thought the pandemic was over. Yeah. And so you called right. to do that, and I'm like, "Yeah, cool, cool. A session. I haven't done a session. What? This will be awesome." And I'm driving up there, and I'm like, "God, I'm," and I'm giving myself a pep talk like we all do. And I'm like, "Well, it's not like the first thing that's going to happen is going to be a piano solo." <laughs> and we get into that song, and Jeff records his stuff in real time. So a minute and a half into the song, I hear this should be a piano solo here. <laughs> so the uh, the other thing is that that you did send that that email and. Um, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to, you know, I'd love to. And you were like, perfect. Here's 47 songs we're doing at Grand Old Barbecue on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's true. And yeah. he was ready. Yeah. He was ready. Yeah. You're lucky you weren't with two stories because we do like 60 songs. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> See, you yeah. had it good. But that's what I'm trying to say yeah. is that we're yeah. all, 
ready. We're we're down. We're yeah. all, this is what we want. Yeah. We want to have to double park outside of Patrick's Pub downtown <laughs> yes. and load our crap in and play a crappy gig. It's yeah. it our our kink. Our, our kink is your original music. Yeah, sure. yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to put it that way. You've said fetish and kink so a far. A couple times. Yeah. I just I. I went also, Josh, you're single, right? <laughs> and tall. And incredibly and tall. Tall and single. Uh, yeah. uh, wow. Are they wow. All, are all the shows like this? Yes. No, none of them are ever as Actually, good as this. Actually, this is the best show we've ever done. It's the yeah. first time we've ever pimped out a keyboard player from right. the <laughs> microphone. Uh, did we cover everything, Jeff? Do you have any other questions for these gentlemen? No, I, I had a good time hanging out with you guys today. Yeah, Catherine. Too. Thank you, Catherine. Yeah. Love thank you, you guys Catherine. so much. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank you to uh, all of our folks who make these shows possible, and of course uh, to Jeff and Amelia and everybody here at Satellite. We love it, and um, we hope you come and record your records here. It's my first time here. This is nice, right? It's paradise. We built it for you, Bart. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Nice job. You look Thanks. good there, Bart. Well, yeah, the I'm bricks color, behind yeah, you. Actually, you know, bit, yeah. you're better looking when you record here. I hadn't yeah. realized that that was a. But that's what happens it's to people. The truth. They seven percent better looking when you record yes, here. 7%. I did, wasn't expecting that, but it is a side effect of recording here. I'll so. take it. Yeah. I can, <laughs> at sixty, I can use it. It's the lighting. I don't know. <laughs> it's the mastering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you again so much. Thank and Josh, you so much it was for a pleasure me. to you finally too. meet you. Yeah, and Bart, always so much fun to hang out with you. Thank you. Spike Mike, great to see you, friend. Love take you. Take the chef costume off now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Jeff, take him away. Good night, everybody. Good night.